Ever wonder what the dog in your life is thinking? Well, join me, Liz Murdoch, animal communicator, talking with the dogs and finding out what dogs want people in their lives to know and understand. I've spent my life talking and listening to animals. So if you consider yourself a dog person or just happen to have a dog, I'm here to help you learn how to talk or listen to the dogs in your life. I chat with people too, sharing stories and tips on exactly how animal communication or being a dog whisperer makes an impact at home or when working with the dogs. So welcome to Talking with the Dogs podcast, a place where we uncover exactly what dogs want us to know and celebrate that every dog has a story. This episode is brought to you by Noble Pet Foods. No nonsense, no bull. Go to noblefoods.com, use promo code DOGTALK15, and they'll deliver dog food to your house with Noble. So we have Beth Cherry Holmes Miller today. We are talking about a variety of things because she is an author of a book. She's a visionary in terms of how we can change our communities across the United States into more dog friendly. We love our dogs, but we can make our communities even better suited for our dogs and how we interact. Did I get that right, Beth? Yes, yes. It's, it's yeah. not so much about dogs everywhere and I get to do whatever I want with them. Mm-hmm. It's about how we completely change the culture of the community so that it, it helps everybody and the dogs too. So Yeah, and it's so important. So I want to touch about your book and everything, but I want the audience, because most of the dogs that I have taught, all the dogs that I've talked to on Talking with the Dogs, I'm Liz, mm-hmm. I'm an animal communicator, and all of the dogs have been dogs that have been on the podcast where we could, or I could see them. I'm doing better audience showing the dogs on the videos, but all of the dogs I've talked to have been alive. And Beth and I met and she shared that her dog had recently passed away. And so I had said to her, you know, if you ever want to connect, I also do that. I'm happy to support you in any way I can just letting you know. And so I think, Beth, you were very gracious. Thank you very much, but nothing came from it. And that's okay because anyone who's listening knows I'm not hard sell. So we met on Clubhouse and we were talking about other interests and I was interested in what she's doing. And I wanted to share that with my listeners and her book because you know I like sharing good dog books and stories that make a difference. So Beth and I ended up talking and because we got onto her dog Rocky, and I said, you know, if I want to, I, I if you want to, I can I can do it now. She had shared, you know, something private about how hard it was. So we did a mini session. And Beth, do you want to share what happened? Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, I love that we met in a way that was sort of you know completely opposite. We're not connected, you know, distance at all, uh, but when we talked about what you do, it just made so much sense to me as being a, a huge part of dog friendliness because there need to be options for people and the way that you can connect people to their animals, I thought was fascinating. So I was interested in learning more, especially as Rocky was aging and, and getting ready for the end stages of his life. Um, I had this, you know, just crave for some kind of insight as to how he felt because, you know, you wanna know if you're doing the right thing, is he in pain? Is he confused? Like, what are these strange new behaviors mean? Um, and we were sort of 
at a loss. So um, yeah, reaching out to you and then I was you know, talking with you and I have to admit that, you know, I wanted to interview you in case some of my followers on Wagtown would be interested in integrating that into their dog story and, and how they have their dog in their environment. Um, because I, I, I wasn't sure I really put much thought into what you did in terms of believability. I, you know, I thought, well, I haven't been to a tarot card reader, right? but um, after that conversation, um, yeah, I would say, well, let me read you a little bit about what I wrote down after we did that. Uh, think of all your friends, all of them. Now focus on the best friends, the ones you can go celebrate your biggest wins, be in the company of someone special and be there to help you through the most difficult times in your life. <laughs> now imagine living in a world where your best friends each pass within 15 years of your first meeting. You will love them. They will love you. You will teach them and they will teach you. Every time your best friend becomes ill, you'll be the first one to find out and the last one to say goodbye. So that was um, from the next morning after I had spoken with you because you were talking to me about, um, I had explained to you that I, I um, it's really Tom's dog and the information that I wanted to know was how can I help him grieve? Because I knew I could see how much he was hurt. But I also knew that I, I felt like I could help him because I felt like I had bandwidth. Like I, I wasn't as crushed with losing Rocky as I was with my other two dogs that I had in my adult life. And uh, I couldn't figure out why. And I felt guilty about it mm -hmm. because here I am fighting for dogs everywhere. And I don't feel that bad about my dog losing his, you know. Um, but then you, you said the first thing he wanted to know was that he was, he was my dog. That's right. So that just flipped a switch on me immediately. And I, I listened to what you had to say. And we laughed about the fact that he didn't want people to think that he was just a pretty dog because he was this big fluffy great Pyrenees. Yeah, just a gorgeous dog. And so we used to even say, good thing you're cute because he would bark and the drool and, you know, some behavior issues. But um, knowing that there was that connection that I, um, I overlooked, you know, so it just kind of hit me the next morning. Um, you know, we talked about moving the furniture. And so I just kind of was talking about it and I'm like, oh, this is what she said. And I'm not sure still. But then the next morning when I was getting ready, we have a picture of Rocky in the closet and I saw it and it was like, instantly I just dissolved and was it was like it happened all over again because you were a few days earlier well a few days late a few days earlier it was like someone else lost their dog um, mm -hmm. in that moment I lost my dog so um, yeah it was it was earth shattering <laughs> so and we even moved the furniture which you said he wanted us to do so for anyone listening i she beth sent me a picture of rocky i tune into the dog i clear everything out of my own life and anything and all i knew was the dog's name and that he had passed away and i tuned into this beautiful picture and he did. I got this knowing sense that he said, well, because Beth had said, you know, he's Tom's dog. And I was like, oh, no, he, Rocky says, I'm also your dog. I was also yours. And that you also had a very special relationship of your own that I guess Rocky gave us some um, a feeling about and nudges. You know, I get feelings of how he would would interact with you in a, in a special way. So... Yeah. Yeah, so th so that's sort of how this works, and I just get those feelings and just 
allow myself to just share them. So yeah, you got yeah. this information and he said something about moving furniture, which they sometimes say I can look through, but you did it. You did. Yeah. And you felt a shift. Well, and I, I wasn't even the one who brought it up. Tom ended up bringing it up and, you know, he, he even said, he was like, I'm not sure I believe her. She said generic right. things, but it, I said, I don't know if it was generic or if she knew exactly what I needed to hear. All I know is I'm actively grieving my dog now, which I wasn't doing before. Uh, we feel like we've purged some things. Um, it's, we're more connected because we feel like we lost our dog. And, and now he had talked, I don't know if you remember this about, he wanted to have some kind of legacy. So I did yes. this uh, post. So everyone would kind of, you know, I, I'm like yesterday, here's what happened. Um, and it, it, I'd ask people, you know, try to connect with your dog. And I think that's, you know, how you and I started talking about having a conversation mm -hmm. is people think they know their dogs. And then it turns out I really didn't know them at all. So I put on here, I wasted so much love because of something I had convinced myself that he was really someone else's dog. The truth is that together, Tom and I lost a very best friend. <clears throat> I didn't know how to share the news, perhaps because I wasn't prepared to realize how much I've missed out on. So love your dogs. Like, so I, I never really, it never occurred to me that dogs love that, love us so much more than we think. You know, I, I knew they loved us like crazy, mm -hmm. but this is on a different level of, I didn't know that. And so knowing that we had that connection, I know now I'll, I will love dogs better in the future too. That's good. Sorry. That's I'm good. a crier. No, that, that's why, you know, that's why I do this work because as weird yeah. as it is, and it doesn't make sense to a lot of people and intuition and understanding or accepting things that we don't understand, people are becoming more tolerant of, but there's enough people who I've worked with like you who say, regardless of what it is or how it works, it's helped me significantly or yeah people who've taken their dog to a vet and said, this lady said that I, I should check this and, and the dog is showing signs and can you just do a blood test wow. and the doctor does it and they're like, oh, wow, yeah, there's this. So, wow. you know, I, I wish that I had met you earlier because Rocky did have some reactionary behavior and I, I knew about some of the abuse that he had suffered before he came to us. Um, just, and if, if someone had explained to me what he was afraid of and what he had been through kind of thing and what, how I could have helped him. Mm -hmm. I think his life would have been so much better, but I, I have to be honest, I would never have thought to call someone like you. Um, but now I know, like I said, I will love them better in the future. And I think that would definitely include, you know, finding ways like with someone like you to figure out how can I open up that communication so that I don't see what I want to see. Well, I'm really glad that I could help you. And I, I do get though, you know, when you say, I wish I'd done this sooner, I, from the dogs, they don't want us to have guilt. So as best you can, or anyone listening, I wish I'd done this sooner for my dog. Dogs don't want us carrying guilt from every interaction I've had. There's so, especially with dogs that have crossed over, there's so much reassurance some dogs have said it had to happen. It was better that it happened so quickly because you would have tried harder. It would have been more agony for you and it wouldn't have led anywhere because it was still my time. You know, there's, yeah. there's so much acceptance and, and forgiveness for the person. 
it's not even them forgiving. It's just wanting to reassure you that you don't have to have that. So I want to offer you that and Thank share you. that for anyone listening that I always get a sense that they don't want us to feel bad. Like, okay, you didn't know. Do they want us to do better? Absolutely. And that's a big reason why you're, you're here, Beth, not just yeah, to yeah. promote. Yeah. Me. I have to say that, yeah, I think everybody, well, hopefully everybody, you, you love your dog as much as you can and as best as you can. And this is just another example of, um, I, I didn't know. So it was the best that I could do. I just didn't know what else was possible. And I think that's what all dog people are looking at right now is I want to love my dog more. And this was just another way that, you know, unfortunately it was after he passed, but um, now I understand his love more and that, you know, in, in turn, hopefully it'll make me a better dog, yeah, dog lover. Well, sure. So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I, as everyone knows, I love doing this. I love the dogs. I love using this ability that I have, that I've honed from trusting my intuition to make a difference, whether with the dog that needs to be placed in a new home. And instead of bashing the family that couldn't keep it, it's like, okay, fine. This is where we are. What are we going to do? Where are we going to get this dog a, a good home? And it, I'm like, so serious. So that's why if you're skeptical. Okay. Well, and if there weren't, if there weren't people like you, I mean, think of all the surrenders that are, that happen because of behavior issues. And, you know, a lot of it is training and people not understanding what it means to have a dog, but if you could help them, if there's a fear motivated thing, I always say, is this, did it start with fear? What are they afraid of? You would be able to give them a sense of what that might be and how they could address it. Everything from medicine to what kind of squeaky toy they have. Yes. Yes. Or encourage them like, yeah, it's frustrating, but you know what? There are dog trainers out there that can help you. Your dog is telling me it wants someone who is gentle. So yes, firm hand, but be gentle or your dog yeah. is fine with someone who's going to be very authoritarian, like nah, ah, get over there, you know? So yeah. So, so anyway, yeah. So, so that's more of what I do, but you're using this now, you already had the heart and the intention and, and the brain, you know, this vision to help the dogs in these communities and Wagtown and your book. Yep. Now that you've had this experience with Rocky and Rocky did say many times about a legacy that he, that he wanted to, you to be, have some kind of a legacy thing. And I've never, like when your husband said, well, does she say this to everyone? No, I don't. <laughs> and I do try and get very specific with all my clients when the dogs say, yeah, I really love you. You're so, you know, the best. I love how you smell or whatever. I'm like, okay, come on. You got to give me something specific. So <laughs> they're going to know this is you, but yeah. you're, you have this sense from Rocky to, that you want to have a legacy, but you'd already started something. How has understanding Rocky, if it has, has that affected your mission in any way? Have you, are you seeing any adjustments or, or maybe it's too soon? No, I, I actually, um, was it last night or no, two nights ago, there's an envelope on the kitchen counter because we were getting ready for dinner. And all of a sudden I'm like, and I grabbed a pen and um, I wrote another children's book on the back of an envelope um, about, uh, it's called the dog who was afraid of hugs. And oh. he was, cause you know, and it's like, 
Tom's like, what? And I'm like, no, oh, you get so it. Like good. they are. And it would talk about how he, he was afraid, but he was so pretty. And so everybody would want to hug him, hug him, hug him. And, and he was like, what's wrong with me? Everyone looks happy when they're hugging, but I'm afraid. And then he finally realizes after seeing dogs at birthday parties, getting hugged and he thinks they're so happy that when he sees a dog being hugged, he sees that whale eye, you know, like, uh, and then he's like, maybe it's not just me. And then he realizes that there's nothing wrong with him. He just needs to um, understand that he's okay. And then understand that maybe there are ways that he can work with his human to become more comfortable and that hugging is a good thing. So oh my I don't know. So that's just- No, no, that's so such a great book. I mean, there are people really? who are afraid of hugs. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's no true. No one else can write this book. This is Beth's book. That's true. Yeah. Oh I dog, dogs are regular. And it'll be a yes. great Pyrenees named Rocky. So I thought, well, there's that. So I started the, the day after I talked with you and had that sort of breakdown moment. I actually, um, I, I do all my writing, just voice to text on my phone. And I was just sobbing in the bathroom. And Tom's like, are you okay in there? And I'm like, I'm like, just a second. And I, I had to get it out of me. And it was like that with the book. It was just like, here it comes. And I just, and then Did I thought of more parts and more parts. It, yeah, it's on the it's on the envelope. So now oh, I just wow. need okay, to, so I know it it takes what you know it can take a year for a book to come out. I think this book is going to find its way. Yes, no, because I, hope so. I used to. I mean, I started my whole thing with active listening and teaching resiliency with kids. And I know there are yeah. many kids and people who do not like hugs and a really like this. Yes, because maybe they've been abused. Maybe they're just highly sensitive. And, yeah. And this, so they don't want to be touched. So mm -hmm. yeah, you think a lot of autistic kids can't handle that sensory yeah. information. So I, yeah. I didn't think about that. But yeah, I think it's just something, you know, the point of Tucker book was to teach about sort of bullying, things like that to send a message about breed discrimination and the effect that it can have on people and now this one then oh i love it and now this one then it's teaching them how to approach a dog safely and to take into consideration how the dog feels about it and i think that would help children because they really want to come in and hug those dogs so again it, it serves the mission but it's it's been this like it wasn't about the mission when i thought of it it was oops, it was all about you know rocky it was about what I learned after talking with you. I am so thankful that you were willing to share what is a very private experience, you know, for many. I have, you know, people to talk about, well, have you ever talked to celebrities or, you know, like a celebrity dog? You know, yeah, I've talked to celebrities. I talked to, you know, people who aren't famous. It's about the dogs and, and a lot of people want to keep it private. And so, this work as anyone listening to this today can see can be very personal, does move us to tears. And I just thank you so much, Beth, for being willing to share your story in opening up to the, the passing of a pet that you loved, the feelings and how you've been dealing with them. And amazingly enough that Rocky's message to you about he wanted to be a legacy and you allowed yourself to write this book that's done that I can totally see this book coming out I think is a testimonial to what can happen when somebody you know is open to animal communication whether in working with me to help them get information or they tune in and get their own sense of I think this dog wants me to go do such and such. And you listen yeah. to your own intuition and make that shift that because you were willing to follow in the dots of 
your deeper relationship and connection with Rocky. Now you do have this book that may become a legacy. You didn't set out to create something, but it- No, I thought, I thought my Facebook post, I was like, all right, I wrote something. And then I thought, well, maybe I could do something and name something after him or whatever. But um, I think, you know, it sounds like he would love it, right? I don't know if you could tell me. Yes. No, sounds no, like no. he would love it, you know? I think he, he, he wanted be, people to know. I think he would be proud of you. For sure. I think it's what's proud. I think Thank it's making you. a difference in helping people understand that actually most dogs don't want to hug, maybe yeah. from their person, but certainly right. not from anybody not else. Not from a stranger. Yeah. They don't want to be touched on the face. They want to sniff and then decide. And the, a children's yeah. book that we go in, that, they're like, they must want me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think that's great. Not that anyone else listening has to feel pressured to do something big, like write a book, but you can make a shift by show, getting a dog bed in your office and welcoming your dog, or people have made shifts where they're like, okay, you can sit on this chair. I didn't realize it was such a big deal. That one's fine. The shifts of what we do when we use the information that our dogs want us to know, that is like transformational. So yeah. I am going to invite Beth to come back because I want to hear more about your journey and not only I love that. your dog or I think one of the things that came up was the word puppy. So we'll see if a puppy fits <laughs> in in your future, who knows, but I want you to come back because there's so much more to what you're doing with people that the dogs that could benefit dogs all over the country. So I want mm -hmm. to invite you, you back. But I That'd be great. think this has been um, hopefully very informative and helpful to anyone listening who has lost a dog and is still grieving and trying to make sense of it or wondering about animal communication and what are you doing? I'm tuning into pictures. I'm just sharing the messages, the feelings, the knowing sense that I get, and I'm happy to do it with anyone else out there. But for now, I'm Liz Murdoch, um, talking with the dogs. You can find me on Instagram. That's what most people seem to message me if you want more information or my five free tips to talking with your dog. And Beth has a current book. I'm going to post it on Tucker because I think people Thank need you. to know that one that's already. Beth, give it a plug. Oh, excellent. Yep, the book is Tucker Finds His Forever Home. I think she's going to post on there the links that you can go to. Yes. Uh, the quick one would be just to go to wagtown.org slash book. And then the whole story is in there, the synopsis. And then you can link, you can get an autographed copy and that raises a little bit more money for our mission, or you can get it through Amazon, although it's selling out all the time, which is good, I guess. Yes. Um, so if you want one for sure, and you want to get it faster than waiting when they run out of stock. So you have some options. So yeah. And then it also talks on there and how you can support some rescues. So, but yeah, I think, um, just to tie this back to you, I think that just that whole idea of communicating with your dogs, if the whole community is like that, then I think it wouldn't have been so difficult for me to have that aha moment. And so I don't know, you know, where exactly it was that we first met, but, um, you know, now I know that having known you, it's fundamentally changed the way that I see dogs. So thank you for that, because that's, that's all I'm working on is a better world for dogs and then in turn humans. And now I, I, now I know a little bit more about how to make the world better for them. So thank you for that. Thank you. Well, here's to the dogs in our lives and here's to the dogs. finding their way to 
do better. And my dogs are so excited. Yeah. They know we're done. They've waited patiently. You want to I hear the hi? feet. I hear the yeah, feet. Yeah, they're so happy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they are. Okay. They oh, are... I love it. I haven't heard that for a while, no. so it's good. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you again for joining us at Talking with the Dogs. If you in the audience would like to work with me and find out more about your dogs, you can find me at talkingwiththedogs.com and you can do it all at the website. Book a session to find out what your dog wants or needs you to know, find out about previous podcast episodes and even buy exclusive products. In the meantime, I hope you'll have a great day talking or listening to your dog.